Hello, friends, and welcome to the first in a series of audio meditations produced by Church at the Well for the season of Lent. We'll be releasing these on Monday mornings throughout the season of Lent leading up to Easter. We encourage you to take a moment during your week to listen. Today, I want to start by asking you a question. Can you think of a time recently when you were hungry? You weren't just thinking, oh, I think it might be lunchtime. You were plain hungry and your body was telling you it needed food. Where were you? What time of day was it? What did your body feel like? What was the state of your patience? I don't know about you, but when I get really hungry, I experience that as a kind of weakness. I don't feel particularly strong when I'm hungry. I feel weak usually. Hunger disillusions me from the sense of strength I have much of the time. It reminds me that the little strength I have is actually very contingent. It's contingent on there being food to fuel me at the proper time. I'd like to read a short passage from the Gospel of Luke where Jesus experiences hunger. The context is the wilderness. Jesus has been baptized at the Jordan River by John the Baptist, and immediately the Spirit leads him into the desert, where he spends 40 days and nights fasting. After 40 days, you can imagine he was extremely hungry. The reading is from Luke chapter 4, verses 1 through 4. Jesus returned from the Jordan, full of the Holy Spirit, and was led by the Spirit into the desert, where he was tempted by the devil for forty days. And all that time he ate nothing, so that he was hungry when it was over. The devil said to him, If you are God's son, order this stone to turn into bread. But Jesus answered, The scripture says, human beings cannot live on bread alone. What a powerful word. What a powerful truth. Human beings cannot live on bread alone. Jesus is quoting the book of Deuteronomy here, where Moses tells the people of Israel this, The Lord your God made you go hungry, And then he gave you manna to eat, food that you and your ancestors had never eaten before. He did this to teach you that you must not depend on bread alone to sustain you, but on everything that the Lord says. So just as our bodies need to be fed food, our souls need nourishment too. They need to be nourished by the words of God. I started out by asking you to think of a time recently when you felt good and hungry. Your body wanted and needed food. Let me ask you a follow-up question. Can you think of a time when your soul was hungry? A time when you were hungry for God? Maybe that looked like hungering to know him or to feel his nearness or to see a sign somehow that he saw you. 
Maybe it looked like hungering for him to speak to you through his word. Maybe you were hungry to see God move in the world in answer to prayer or in the life of someone you care about. While we think of hunger as a negative thing, because let's face it, it's not fun to be hungry, it's actually a positive thing in that hunger is a sign of health. A person who's sick tends not to have an appetite. In the same way, hunger for God is a sign of spiritual health. It's the hungry heart that God fills. So how would you describe your soul's current appetite? Would you describe it as a mild ache? Or perhaps a hole in the stomach of your soul that's crying out to be fed? Or is your soul's appetite simply gone, vanished, spoiled, kind of like when you eat a lot of junk food and you lose your appetite for healthy food. You know, a lot of things in our lives have the power to blunt our spiritual hunger and cause it to lose its edge, especially when they fill up more time than they deserve. They may not be bad things in and of themselves, but they can crowd out God when they are out of proportion, out of balance, constant distraction, shallow amusement, overwork. If you're in a place where you've lost the edge of your hunger for God, you might ask yourself this, do I hunger to hunger for God? If your answer is yes, then I want to invite you to do something special and maybe a little hard with me this Lent. Something that I trust will be fruitful in your life over time. I want to invite you to consider how you can fast from something in a way that will help restore the edge of your soul's appetite. Maybe it's dessert or snacking or some food or way of eating. Maybe it's gossip or complaining. Maybe it looks like reducing screen time or social media. What practice will help put you back in touch with your hunger for God? If you choose to step into this practice, you may find that as you fast, you experience a sense of weakness. Because something you've depended on will have been taken away. That's natural. But this is your opportunity to lean more fully on God and to experience his strength. This is your opportunity to feast on the bread of life, not just because you can, but because you have to. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. I'd like to close by reading a prayer. It's called Litany for Lent. It's by Fran Pratt. And I invite you to pray it in your heart with me and to make it your own. After I read the prayer, there will be time to silently reflect on God's invitation for you today. What has resonated as true for you in these words? What has been clarifying for you about your soul? Let's pray.
God, we acknowledge our great need for you and our great hunger. Give us food from your hand, O God. We confess that we often seek to fill a void inside us with frivolous things, spiritual junk food. Forgive us and bless us with manna from heaven. We set aside the expectation that our hunger might be satisfied by anything but your spirit. Nourish our souls, O God. We rely upon your promise of provision. They that hunger for righteousness will be filled. Where we are empty, fill us up, O God. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Those who come to me will not hunger. We come to you, Jesus. We do not live by bread alone. Amen. Amen.